First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Stras and welcome back for the 52nd time to the Two Beers Podcast, Pod of the Everyman. We are one of you, you are one of us, we're slanging it on the reel. Damn, we have a packed show this week. One year anniversary, let's go, I am friggin' pumped. Drew, how you doing, buddy? How you doing, you big dosser? Big dosser. You big dosser. How are you doing? I'm oh, end, man. I'm not even going to be able to fight again. After, I'm going to end his career. Uh, I'm going to be like a, a Mac a Mac truck, and he's going to be a human being, and I'm going to run over him. Oh, man. My, my, this American, American pie. pie. Uh, uh, Fury Wilder 3 uh, week, woo, baby. It is happening. Well, knock on wood, we're not there yet. But, uh... <laughs> I'm stoked, man. This is uh, man. What a what a time! And this dude, this this is this is just the appetizer. We got we got like four more huge fights to go. Oh, finally, we got through the doldrums of the summer with all those fights being canceled. Canceled, yeah. Uh, now we we just have entree after entree. Let the boxing fans eat. Nom nom nom. Uh, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's feeling it's feeling right, bro. I'm uh, I'm gonna ignore the fact that. My my old faithful Dunkin' Donuts messed up my pumpkin coffee order today and really, ooh, really, uh, yeah, really, really kicked me in the you know what. But it's okay. We're gonna get through it. You know why? Why? Because you know what I'll be drinking here in a few seconds. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into it. Let's then. just get to it. All right. Ready? Yep. Assume assume positions, everyone, as we have come to do for the past year. Three, two, one. Uh, so, um, when you're listening to this, this is my third one of these, but this is probably the first time you'll, you'll hear me drink it. Um, this is a Bietberger, uh, premium pills, Germany's number one draft beer. Trying to get into the German beers for October, Oktoberfest. Uh, Drew, what do you got? I got a Southern Tier Pump King, my man, but this one I got in a, a nice chilled glass bottle here, so. Ooh. I'm feeling I'm feeling good getting my pumpkin fix in today, one way or another. You pumpkin slut. Um, so the the reason why this is my third one is because we did an anniversary show, um, and we have our buddy Goaf as the host, and so we are going to simultaneously release the episodes. That one is is in the hopper, ready. I'm gonna we're gonna release this one and clickety click that one over. Um, and then we actually uh, recorded our go for two technical issues, so we got to re-record it. So that'll be coming to everybody. So uh, big, big week for us. Big pod week. Big big pod week. So if you can't listen to them all at once, just make sure you go back. Give us a give us a click on Spotify or uh, or Apple Podcasts. Give us uh, give us your feedback and how you feel. But. Yeah, the fifty. Uh, looking forward to seeing how the uh, the fireside chat chat came out. Uh, again, yeah, the, more... the anniversary special fireside chat. I mean, it's gonna end up in the Library of Congress, so like you better just listen to it first. Oh, before it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I uh, I don't. The only thing I'm disappointed on that I I we forgot to 
Like I forgot to say how how we gave the goof his nickname. That was a little upsetting. I forgot about that. I've thought about that after the well, fact. But drop it here and now, brother. So our buddy Goaf, uh, long long time first time listener of uh, of the podcast from day one. You know, you'll know him from his infamous uh, snafus on his prop, both his junior and senior prom nights. Uh, we were playing two on two basketball down in the uh, auxiliary gym. That was five on five, no? No, no, two no. We were, we were we were down in the auxiliary. It was me, you, Goaf, and uh, our other. It friend. was half. Our, it was half court. Yeah, so that makes sense. it was our that other. Our, and we were playing with our other buddy Jordan, and. Uh, we uh, there was an air ball, but we you know we take everything back behind the line like men. You know we're not we're not uh we're not the p word. Not we don't, the big three. Yeah, we don't we don't just put balls back in on air balls. We actually take them back and make it challenging. And uh, as I'm dribbling it back, I the our other friend Jordan leaked. He he was making a cut to the basket. He pulled a fast one on you. And I just tried to make a crazy, just one-handed swing pass, just to you know put it right right in the basket and get an easy layup. And out of nowhere, Ghost's face just got in the way, and I just, I, I, I don't know how I didn't break his nose. It's pretty impressive. The guy's got a, uh, he, he may, he may have a skull made of antimantium or uh, animanium. Is that, is that the Wolverines thing? Yeah, whatever. Yes. Uh, and he was just down, the, and he was down the ground for half a second, and then he just went after that loose ball so he could get the possession. And I was like, man, look at that kid go, like a little fucking gopher. And that's that's how the, uh, that's how. He earned his nickname, the Goaf Man, going for that loose ball. And again, I I felt awful because I we were you know we've only known each other for a couple of weeks. I'm like, oh dude, this guy's gonna hate me. I probably just you know ruined his pictures for the rest of his life. But that's the legend of the Goaf. So there hopefully everybody that's how it came to be. Everybody, hopefully everybody enjoys uh enjoys it. Appreciate everybody listening. Over you know almost eight thousand downloads of this podcast over the last year, which is pretty. Wild to think about. Uh, yeah, man, this is fun. All right, yeah. So that 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 was that made me warm and fuzzy inside. But um, let's get into the amazing card. Top rank, Bravo and Fox. Bravo. It's both. Make sure let's give Fox its uh, credit too. Okay. Yes. Yes. Correct. Because good point. Um, some of the prelims are going to be on both, uh, ESPN, uh, I forget if it's ESPN 2, I think it's ESPN, it's FS2 and, shit, I can't remember, but the prelims are for free. Yeah. On Fox, it's the, on, it's on a Fox provider F- and an ESPN FS, provider. FS1 and ESPN2, that's what it is. FS1 and ESPN2. Yeah. Um, so that's the prelims, and the reason why I bring up the prelims is because the headliner of the free prelims is favorite of the pod the monster the monster edward berlanga let's freaking go it's been a it's been a minute since we last saw him 168 pounds um yeah he the last guy he fought um you know he had the the first round knockout streak going um the last guy he fought he eventually tko'd him with four knockdowns it took almost every round no no it went it went the distance did, didn't no, it, did it go uh, the, distance? yeah he did knock him down he did get him a couple a couple times there late. was four knockdowns um, yeah i'm pretty right. i'm, th- I'm yeah. thinking of um big baby anderson yeah who got that knockdown later in the fight yeah it went he's the distance. fighting too but um but yeah berlanga yeah big Big, big, uh, big showcase for Berlanga. I uh, could call by top rank here to get him, get him on the card. Um, and another fight. I'm assuming it's going to be eight rounds again. I, I don't think it, it'll be a, a yeah, long fight. 
Yeah, um, it, um, it is. Oh, you know what? I have it saved right here, but yeah, it is. So that'll be exciting. I mean, hopefully, hopefully we no, get. No, it's ten rounds. Ten oh rounds. wow! All right, he's stepping it up, man. This I'll... dude, he's fighting um, Marcelo Esteban Cocheres. Um, he has two losses. Once upon a time, he was contending for one of the belts. Okay. Um, but he is not anymore. And so the fact that he was contending for the belts, I think they want you to think that. And, and the fact that they bumped it out to ten rounds, I think they want you to think that, like, hey, this is. This could be something. Yeah. But, uh, oh, by the way, they have Berlanga scheduled for December 11th. Ooh. So super quick. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I'm just saying ooh because we're going to be there. That's right. <laughs> um, not not locked down yet, but we're, we're going to be there. Um, yeah. So they, they want him... He's going to make quick work of it. I, I, I said that for a Canelo's second fight versus Yildrim. Um, yeah. It, the, he's going to make quick work of him so he could go focus on the next fight because his next fight, it will be an MSG, his hometown. He'll be the co-main event with Lomachenko. Um, and he said, you know, he said, Hey, my people, you know, in, in their minds, I'm the main event. So, um, and he, he has vowed that everyone will be taught through the pay-per-view. Everyone will be talking about his fight and what yeah, he did. Uh, I love so it. So he, he said, I'm going to come out and knock this guy out. So, that's for free on, like I said, both ESPN2 and FS1, which is just so odd, but that's what's happening. Um, yeah, this is a big fight for him, too. And I, I I don't know where he goes after the December 11th pay-per-view. Because all the, all, the all the good 168 guys are all at different promotions. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see what Top Rank does with him after these next two fights. Yeah, they're gonna have to pull some strings and pull some levers, and or like, or move them up to one seventy five, where they've got they've got the bigger the bigger guns. Yeah, he he needs more rounds to. Before agree. To yeah, I, I yeah but, I, I agree. I agree. So, um, I mean, yeah, it, it, like you said, it will be. We'll see what their plans are for him. But love watching that guy box. What about um, what about the rest of this uh, knockout? Uh, oh, baby, the rest uh, of the card. Pun so, intended. Pun intended. The knockout undercard. Yeah. So, um. There's I don't know these guys drew Robesy Ramirez and Orlando Gonzalez ten round featherweights pass yeah don't know um, <clears throat> Jared Anderson big big baby, baby. Anderson eight and oh, 20, 21 years old or is he nine and oh now um, hold on hold on and um, he is where to go let's call it eight and oh. Yeah. Who, who's, nine who's, and who's, oh. who's he got? Nine, nine, nine and oh. Who's he got? He, he is fighting Vladimir Ter- Tereshenkin, or he, it, it's a it's a big southpaw Russian who is twenty two and oh, 22 oh and one. Um, that guy has twenty two victories and twelve knockouts. Uh look, I, that one is scheduled for um, I think that that one is scheduled for eight rounds. Um. I I I mean I don't want to shortchange his Vladimir Tereshkin dude. It's over in four. Yeah, exactly. It's, four it's or less. Over in four. four or less. It's over. Yep. Yep. He, he's gonna knock out up. city. Then there's two more big heavyweights. Um, I haven't. I don't think I've even. Uh, I've watched Kalnaki fight once, which I don't remember. I don't remember if I've seen Robert Hellenius fight. 
That's a big fight, though. Those are two yeah. big names. Robert Hellenius versus Adam Kaunaki. Ten rounds. Heavyweight guys. Oh, yes, please. I'm excited for that just because I don't remember having eyes on those guys. Like, I must have watched them, but I don't remember them, Drew. Yeah, do you same. Remember I, I, I don't, no. Um, and then the real... I feel like we're eating, like... You ever go to, like, a nice wedding or, like, a nice nice seafood dinner with Dor- Dorothy Mantooth and you get, like two entrees like you get like a like a filet and like a lobster tail or like sounds sounds like my wedding my or, like, uh, or my my uh wedding appetizer uh, hour yeah exactly it's like you get all this all this yumminess mm-hmm. look if this fight could be a headliner the 27 year old fa ajogbe versus the 30 year old frank sanchez 10 rounds two knockout artists Frank Sanchez uh, escaped from Cuba. He's, uh, again, I think he's about like 16 and 0. Um, here, here, he's 18 and 0 now. FA Jog was 15 and 0. Um, apparently, they're saying they have some kind of um, uh, the Continental Americas and the NABO. Is that National African? Is it because isn't a Jog big? Isn't he hail from Africa? It, yeah, I'm either not sure. way. Oh my gosh! These two guys, Ajogbe, just chops guys down like they're like they're lumber. He he punches the soul out of people. Yeah, and his 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 probably his most infamous moment in boxing is when he uh, <laughs> he had a heavyweight fight, and as he walked into the ring, his opponent walked out of the ring before the bell even started. I I think I think the, they rung the bell and a yes started, yeah 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 you're right started yeah walking that's what happened and that guy like looked at him and just walked out of the he's like yeah no I'm I'm good see you guys and which I don't blame him. he he is scary he is yeah, giant uh, he is very like muscular he's like he's he looks like um a little bit like from a build perspective like um joshua but just with a little bit more baby fat and just like scarier power in yeah. my opinion and so um my prediction there i actually they they have good odds here on that um where'd they go uh a jog base plus 162 and sanchez is minus 200 sanchez is the more established boxer of the two even mm-hmm. though he, he has scary power too um I think we might have the rare knockdown, get back up and knock the other guy out. Um, I, I think that it does go probably five or six, and uh, Sanchez might wobble a jog bay early. I think, I think in like the fifth or sixth, a jog bay just one hitter quitters him <laughs> and just just puts him to sleep, and and jog bay really sets himself up to start fighting some of these big ass names and yeah it's a big it's a it's a dangerous fight for him just because um he is fighting a, a more skilled opponent it's than he a has. dangerous fight for both these guys yeah well i think is, like which is so exciting they're like we like yeah. talk about get something nice like this is what should happen like these guys are rising through the ranks like make them fight yeah and i mean uh, jeffy he's got he's got real marketability he he, he could quickly become a player with those like six or seven heavyweights like there's no reason why he can't be in that same breath as a Dillian White and a Derek Chisora yes, after exactly. after this fight. Yep. So, um, or if he loses, then he kind of becomes that you know Wallen Pavetkin kind of guy. So, 
dangerous fight. I'm excited for it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think Ajavi's gonna win. Uh, obviously by knockout, clearly, because every every fight's gonna be won by knockout on this card. Oh, I can't. From top it's, to bottom. It's it's gonna be it's gonna uh, be six hours of knockout. It's gonna be awesome. Seventy five bucks. Um, ESPN pay per view. They could charge me one hundred and twenty five bucks. I'd still buy it. If you're listening to this and you're in the Pittsburgh area, you are invited over. Bring chips, bring beer, bring whatever you want. If it's a nice night, I'm hoping I can get the projector out on the deck. Ooh, that's gonna be fun. Oh, like let's let's throw down. Uh, I I can't wait. And then the main entree, Fury Wilder three. Ooh, it is here. It is here. Let's go. Ah, uh, you know. Go ahead. I you know it's disappointing that this this should be a much more positively talked about trilogy. It's too much. It's too bad that we've got all the extra shenanigans. Like it's th- there's always going to be shenanigans with Fury because that's just who he is. But just the the way the last fight ended with you know with Wilder kind of going nuts and uh, you know basically blaming everyone under the sun for spiking his water and they're you know paying off his manager to throw in towels like. This should just be awesome, and like that, like that. Those things shouldn't even be stories to have to have to talk about. Like I was watching the press conference today, and so much of it was focused on, uh, you still believe he cheated, and uh, this, that, and the other thing. Whereas the second press conference, uh, with the press conference of the second fight, was just fun between those two guys. Like you could tell there was mutual respect, but Wilder was just making fun of his pillow, <laughs> Fury's pillow hands, and Fury's just making fun of the fact that, you know, Wilder couldn't beat him after he didn't fight for three years. It just had more more fun energy, whereas this one's got a good energy. It's got energy, and I'm excited for it. There's just so much so much nonsense that's gone on to get here, and then, like, the arbitration. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I- I'm excited to see how, how this is going to play out. So, Here's here's how we're gonna roll this guy. Let's go to the the ever so important tale of the tape between these two guys. So we got Tyson Fury. He's the WBC and the lineal heavyweight champion. Thirty two years old. Uh, he is 30, 30 0 and one. The one the one draw. Obviously the first Wilder fight. Twenty one knockouts. He stands at six feet nine inches, which is just wild to think about. Yeah, eighty-five inch reach, uh, orthodox, and of course, probably one of the best nicknames, the Gypsy King. Then we have Deontay Wilder, who is the former WBC heavyweight champion. He, I'm so shocked that he's thirty-five years old. He just seems like he's younger. Um, I think it just his his rise and all his his ten title defenses just came at a time where boxing was kind of dead. So like a lot of people just didn't didn't know him, uh, but he's he's forty two one and one. Both of his blemishes came against Fury, the draw, and then obviously the loss in the last fight. Six foot seven, so I mean he's not, he's no slouch himself. Uh, two monsters. Yeah, it's really it, it's wild. Eighty three inch reach. He's also orthodox, and uh, he's got a, also a great nickname, the the bronze bomber, bomb squad. And that is the tail of the tape. I, I can't wait for the weigh-in. I know, Elise, originally Fury's plan was to get as close to 300 pounds as possible. I bet you I bet you he's 285, 290 tomorrow when they and, weigh in. And Wilder's trainer said, hey, we want to keep him light on his feet and keep him conditioned. So 
I think I, mean, I, th- they, I think yeah. they want to come in more at like two twenty five. I, I, I guess guess what guess what I was gonna guess. Two twenty five. Boom! Right there, man. Fifty fifty two episodes for us to get in sync. Oh, I love it. We, we synced up our. Me- Never mind. You're all I ever wanted. So uh, go ahead, lay out the format of how we're gonna break this down. So we're gonna so we're gonna talk about both fighters here. We're gonna talk about how they're gonna win and how they well how they're gonna lose. Is that am I saying that right, Jo? Um, how how yeah? How does Fury win? How does how does Fury, Fury lose? lose? Yeah. How and does, I- you know what needs to happen for yeah. Wilder to win. What needs to happen for Wilder? Yeah, Jo is going to take the wins. I'm going to take the losses. Jo, why don't you start off? How is the Bronze Bomber, the most dangerous man in boxing, going to win this fight? Well, there, there's two ways he could win. Number one is, as you've always said, as he's always said. His opponents have to be perfect for 100% of the Ab- duration of the fight. Absolutely. He uh, can capitalize on them getting their guard down for a split second just with the, the dynamite in the right hand. So that that's one way. But also with all of the workout videos he's been posting and the guys that he's brought into his camp, it seems as though... He has focused more on like actual boxing skill, like yeah. moving, moving his head, moving his feet, body shots, body work, working, working to the body, like kind of like m- m- ducking, like ducking down, changing the angle, and actually like throwing body shots. So, if that is true, and if that actually happens, and he lands a couple of those body shots with that power he has. That is where he could really start to expose Fury with, with some devastating body shots. Mm-hmm. I I question that only because that's more muscle memory, and I don't know if you could learn that in one fight, considering he's never had to do that before. Um, and when you have the guy who's quite literally the size of something between a, a feral hog and a grizzly bear bearing down on you, uh, you know, that muscle memory, uh, and, and I'll bring up semi-pro. They had that play called the puke and they, they ran it over and over until they puked <laughs> yeah. because when you're tired that way, like you don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. When, when he got this big ass dude laying all over him, just laying shots on him, is he going to have the muscle memory to actually like, Oh, duck and go to the body. I don't know. Um, so, but that is how, those are the two paths to victory for him. Yeah. And crazy, crazy sat here for a while. So not crazy. Maybe it's not crazy, but Wilder still at heavyweight ranks number one at landing power shots at 46.6%. Uh, and number, he's number four amongst all active fighters, which is pretty, I guess I just always imagine just cause he just lands that one punch that his percentages would just be would low be in general. Yeah. It would just be low in general. Cause if he um, catches you, you figure it's going to be devastating, but yeah. he does like wear you down a little bit. Yeah. You know, who's still number one of all fighters at landing power shots. Canelo. Lomachenko. Yeah. 47.7%, but neither here nor there. Um, that was good. Now I like that. Uh, and to your point, it was interesting today at the press conference because Malik Scott, uh, That's his, his, name. Thank you. his new trainer came in and he basically was like, listen, I'm not teaching 
all these, all the, you know, well, I'm going to paraphrase, I'm going to call them the Ben Simmons videos, um, that you're seeing him do these different bo- actual boxing drills, going to the body combos. He said, these are all, these are all, you know, these are all skills he's always had in his toolbox. He's just never had to use them. And I'm just there forcing him to use them throughout training and sparring. He's like, so we're not teaching him anything new. We're just, we're just, you know, teaching him to use them and try to, you know, get that muscle memory to your point to train him to use it in the fight. So that's, that's what Malik Scott had to say. I don't, I never, I've never heard of Malik Scott. I'm not going to lie. Like, I guess he's before my boxing time of really getting into it, but apparently he's a pretty well-respected fighter. I think his only loss came to Wilder. Uh, I don't know if he ever won a heavyweight title, but uh, one of Wilder's first big uh, pro victories came against him. So that's kind of how you know their their paths crossed. Uh, so how does how does Deontay Wilder lose this fight? I think it's kind of the same thing. I I think he loses this fight by not being him. Two, I want to say two, not being him, and focusing too much on trying to show that he can be a boxer and not staying true to what got him to 42 wins and uh, the WBC Heavyweight Championship. And that's just power shots, power shots, and just get get in and just wait for Fury to make that mistake and to land the dynamite. Um, I, think it's gonna, I think it's fine to use, to work the body a little bit as you're doing that, but if you're going to try to outbox Tyson Fury... You're gonna lose. You just are. Like Fury's, Fury's too good. He's the better boxer. You know, Wilder needs to just you know stay, stay the course as to what got him there. Uh, and the other way that he's gonna lose, and I think this is more critical in terms of the technical side. Uh, he's gonna lose if he's constantly fighting off the back foot the entire night, and that's what you really saw in the second fight compared to the first. Fury came. Fury was the aggressor. Came at him. And brought the fight to Wilder, and Wilder all night was fighting off the back foot. And when you're fighting off the back foot, and you've got dynamite in that right hand, you're not you're, you're not landing it and connecting it with your power and going forward. So if he's fighting off the back foot, back back foot, and then just throwing you know weak jabs to try to keep Tyson Fury at bay, he's going to get absolutely demolished like he did in the first fight. No amount of training, boxing, IQ, like none of that's going to save him. He needs to uh he needs to make sure that he's he's coming forward as much as he can. Uh and I don't know that he, that he will be able to do that. But that those are the two those are the two things that will lead him to losing the fight. Um yeah, so I guess then you want me to jump into how Fury... how does Ty- yeah how does the Gypsy King win how does the Gypsy King win the fight? Well, you you kind of seg- segued perfectly into what I was going to say because, um, you know, basically Wilder's going to have to find a way because Fury's going to come forward, and he's go again. He's going to just he he wants to be big. And he wants to maul him. He wants. He yeah. wants to. He wants to be light. And the thing is, he wants he to be can, that. He can <laughs> still be light on his feet at 290 pounds. Yeah. He can flick the jab. He can inflict the power jab. He can come in with the hooks. He's gonna have his full array. And on top of that, he wants to be the bully. So he's gonna come in. He wants to be the aggressor. He wants to, uh, again, just kind of back and forth, uh, side to side, head. 
he wants to come at him from different angles and then when he gets him off balance not only land like the the hooks and everything but also he just wants to put his weight and lean on him and wear his ass down Damn. with all that weight and like just cause him to use all of his strength just to fight him off and just get up in his face and maul him and face rub him and rub his gloves in his face and hug him and and, and remember he kept he, putting uh, his head down he, ba- he he basically wants to be the uh, the bear from uh, the revenant just uh laying on top of leo and just absolutely yeah. <laughs> absolutely mauling him yeah i mean the first in the second fight yeah he was he kept leaning on him pushing him down uh i i, I, I didn't see who the uh referee is going to be i wonder if it's going to be uh kenny bayless again because he was the ref in the last fight, and he he let he he let them lock it up a little more than uh, I thought I thought he would. So he, he's gonna push him against the ropes and make him bend backwards, and just like he just wants to use his weight, yeah, just just to wear his ass down and 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 get that um wear him down for the knockout. I think I think he uh, well I won't go into predictions yet, but I, yeah. you know I, I think he's gonna be looking for a, for a late stoppage just to wear his ass down and that's that's where wilder is going to need that boxing skill and i don't know if he has it mm. to off the back foot to throw like a check hook or or a stiff jab yeah to stop fury from coming forward and and make fury stumble a little bit and then and then wilder can be the aggressor i i don't know if if wilder has that in him but that's like the the check hook is something that I think will be there for Wilder if he has it in his arsenal. Um, yeah, it's a good point. Similar to uh, Herring uh, Herring Frompton, the way he used that check hook every time mm-hmm. Frompton came in and tried to get tried to get inside and get yeah. close. Yep. So yeah, that's a good that's a that's a good call. Uh, so how does Tyson Fury lose the fight? Uh, I think it. It's twofold, and it just uh, it comes down to preparation and focus. And I think if he didn't take, it, there's a little, there is a di- little different energy from Fury coming into this one. Uh, he didn't want, like, he didn't want this fight as bad as he wanted the second one. His eyes were kind of focused on Joshua and the, you know, Wembley Stadium, Saudi Arabia, the battle for all four belts. Uh, he was kind of annoyed with Wilder for all the accusations that came out of the second fight and just not kind of taking it like a man. Um, the COVID incident where I didn't even realize he, he never even submitted. I, I guess the WBC didn't force him or he didn't send in his positive COVID test, which I think he was supposed to do. So that's, that's got me a little blurry. So it's really, you know, and you've heard stories about him being a little out of shape. and Well, he got busted up in, in chat. In, um, and, uh, yeah, in uh, sparring in, with sparring. Big Baby. And, yeah. Yeah, and he, he got his eye. His eye was swollen. I think the, the question was like, oh, maybe he's not ready. Yeah, so. And that, so it, the, the rumor was that he faked COVID and went back to England to yeah. gather himself. Yeah, so, and then his, uh, he just had a, he just had a, a, a baby about, I think, a few weeks ago who had who had some medical issues early but now she's doing okay and so if he's not focused and he didn't prepare for this fight it's a mistake because as bad as he whooped wilder in that second fight deontay wilder still one of the top top three or four heavyweights in boxing and he can't be taken lightly and fury fury has been saying that you know he he, he always maintains that that wilder is the second best heavyweight 
you know, he does he doesn't say he's trash or anything. He just says he's not, you know, he just can't beat me. And he well, basically he's he says no man born no no man born born in this world <laughs> it can beat me. So uh which I just love how he says that. Uh so I think that's I think, you know, the prep and the focus leading into the fight and then the prep and the focus during the fight. Because if he lets his emotions get the better of him and he wants to go out there and try to embarrass Wilder like he did in the second fight and he's not ready for a more focused Deontay Wilder. What you said it right from the beginning, I always say it. His while you have to be perfect a hundred percent of the time against Deontay Wilder, because if you let your guard down for even a split second, the dynamite's coming and you're getting floored. He he took he got knocked down twice in the first fight. You know, he you know, he got back up he got back up both times. I mean, by the skin of his teeth, he did in the twelfth of the first fight. And in that second fight, a lot of people just forget about it, but in the first round, man, he 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 ate a right hand from Wilder. And now I don't again, Wilder's legs didn't look right. Like even when he was in the dressing room kind of getting ready, like I think he had a lot of nerves. I think he had a lot of nerves. And I think that took a lot of energy out of Wilder before he even, you know got into the ring i not the stupid suit thing but just you know what i mean i think just like he just had nerves going into that fight and you know if 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 wilder's focused and he's got all his power and he catches fury with that same kind of shot in this fight he's putting him to sleep so so fury just needs to be prepared and have focus throughout the entire fight like he did in that second one um and if he does it it's gonna be a short night for him all right, let's let's talk about our predictions. <sighs> you want to um, do? You want to talk? You want to talk the odds first? I got yes, them here. I yes, I do. You got? Oh. Do you have them up and ready? Because I have them up and ready. Um. Yes, I do. Go ahead. You do it then. Okay. Fury is the favorite. Minus two ninety five. Wilder plus two forty five. Uh, Drew, did you look at the over under rounds? I didn't look at the rounds. I just have the odds for. Um, the neck for their you know method method of victory whatever uh i'm gonna say seven and a half oh you nailed it baby seven and a half and it's minus 115 each way so it's it's dead even that makes sense because the fight yeah i I mean you put it right in the middle because it's a fight where it wouldn't shock you if it went the distance and it wouldn't shock you if it was over with a with a fourth round ko well so the to go the distance plus 200 to not go the distance is minus 278. So okay. Vegas is expecting the knockout. Um, from there. They've uh, act, they're actually even bigger now. Are you, did you, when did you grab those? Uh, yesterday. Uh, okay, I, I screenshotted mine at 9 o'clock tonight. It's actually, now it's, it's plus 240 to go the distance, minus 370 for a knockout. Oh, wow. Plus, five, plus 500 for both fighters to get knocked down. Wow. Yeah. So this might change. I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. So here's I'll since my I think mine are a little more up to date here from FanDuel. So method of victory: Fury is plus three hundred to win by decision. He's minus one ten to win by knockout. Uh, Wilder is plus two seventy to win by knockout. Plus two thousand to win by decision, and plus twenty six hundred for a draw. Um. Yeah. Mine are different. Mine. Mine is uh, minus one ten for Fury by KO. And plus two fifty Fury on points, and Wilder plus three hundred on KO, and plus fourteen hundred on points. 
Okay, so they so they've they've really upped the odds for uh, for it to go the distance. I'm gonna go here. check it live just to just to double check. Yeah, maybe it's even maybe it's changed even more. Um, maybe it's a different in sights, or maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's updated. I don't know. If I'll tell you what though, if Deontay Wilder wins <laughs> wins this fight uh, on points, Malik Scott should just Reynoso is totally not winning trainer of the year after all that early early momentum that he got. Uh, that 100 percent should go to Malik Scott if that happens. Um. That is just a difference in sights. Mine is still the same as from yesterday. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah mine's that's coming off a of FanDuel. Yep, interesting. Okay. Uh, you go. You go first since you you're you're getting more of these right than I am. You should go first. Um, so I was all over the Wilder KO for weeks leading up to this. <sighs> And then, and then the Usyk fight happened, mm-hmm. and I thought, mm, Joshua is a lot better boxer than than Wilder is, but Wilder has a lot more power. And I just, I, I see Fury. Here, here's my concern with Fury, and you touched on it a little bit, but let me add to it. Mm-hmm. There's a different energy when you're the dog chasing the car yeah. versus when you're the car getting chased by the dog. So Wilder coming after Fury here, like there's – like Fury has zero title defenses ever. Ever, <laughs> which is – yeah. So that's a different energy when you're the one with a target on your back versus I need to go achieve this. Yeah. Now it's like I have to defend this, and that's I, I I don't know what to expect. I guess is the best way to put it from Fury. Mm-hmm. Fury thinks that it's going to be just as easy as last time, and I don't think it's going to be as easy as last time. That being said, Fury's methodology I don't see him changing. I see him coming forward and using just his he want he, what was he in the last fight? Drew two seventy. Yeah, about two seventy one. I think two seventy. Yeah. And he wants to add twenty pounds or thirty pounds and do the same thing. He he, he looks he looks like he may have done it. So, so like, the the only thing I wonder is, again, if if Wilder hits him in the body and Fury's too fat and out of shape, I wonder if he'll break down. But I guess that's a long winded way of saying I'm gonna go Fury, and I'm gonna go with a ninth or tenth round KO. Um, and I think his, I think his strategy is going to, I think he's going to withstand the bombs and I think his strategy is going to pay off and he, his weight is going to wear down Wilder and, and he's just, he's going to land a lot of shots leading up to that round. Okay. And then in the ninth or 10th, he's just going to just bam, bam, bam. And, and I don't know if it's going to be another TKO or, or a KO and he's just going to get him wobbly or whatever the case is, but I think I think he wears him down and KOs him in ninth or tenth, maybe even eleventh, but probably ninth or tenth. Okay, all right. Uh, whew. this one's tough, man. I it is. It could, this could go either way. I saw. I I, show, I sent you that clip today of Wilder versus Brazil. Brazil. Uh, it was the first fight that I watched live of Deontay Wilder and I just remember getting up 
uh, as the bell rang real quick just to go grab uh, my coffee in the Keurig was was ready. And as I sat down, he let, you know, Brazil just lowers his left hand for a second and Wilder like hops and then skips into one of the most vicious like punch knockdowns I've ever seen in my life. And I'm just like, ever since then, I'm just like, I don't know how I pick against this guy because he just tells you, he's like, listen, I I just got to be perfect for half a second and I'm going to nail you. Uh, I'm going to take Wilder in this fight. I and the problem is I I just can never re Tyson Fury. I I thought he I thought he was going to lose the second fight because he was more focused on making WWE appearances and stuff like that and he he wasn't he wasn't focused on the fight. And I I think the same thing this time. I, but I don't know. Maybe this is just part of his strategy where he just wants you to think he's not focused so his opponent doesn't take him seriously. But I just I don't know I I just I always get a vibe from Fury that he just doesn't care and so uh, I don't know I I'm gonna take Deontay Wilder fifth round knockout I think he catches him I, I'm not gonna be shocked if I look like an asshole and Fury <laughs> Fury Fury gets wins by stoppage or I don't think it's going the distance I really this don't. Could go, this could go any way. Well, Drew, you say it shouldn't go the distance, but the first fight did so yeah i like, just it was fury just hadn't i think fury they, i think they were both just in different states like fury hadn't fought in three years and uh you know i, I don't think he had you know he had a different hit in the first fight he was fighting off the back foot and letting wilder come to him and just boxing with him and you know the second fight he completely changed and, and knew how to beat him i just i don't think it's gonna go the distance like i think wilder is gonna take chances and try to knock him out and i think if fury is gonna beat him. He's just gonna just he he's just gonna land body shots and and force the ref to stop the fight. Uh, I, I assume no one's gonna throw the towel in for Wilder this this uh this fight. The one the one issue I have with Deontay Wilder that it does keep me a little leery is he he's so into this cheating thing, which I just it, it, Fury was the one thing Fury brought up in the conference day. He's like. He's like, so he's like, all right, so your 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 trainer, your trainer, your trainer threw in the towel because I bribed him. Uh, he spiked your water because we bribed him. Uh, the 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 Nevada Boxing Commission and your other trainer, the, the trainer that he didn't fire, was in the dressing room when Fury was getting his hands wrapped and the gloves were being put. Like he was like, oh, just, I guess he was in on it too. Why didn't you fire him? Like. That 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 concerns me. That Wilder, I think, still believes that Fury cheated. From reality. Yeah, and that's like you need to to be able to make this comeback, and that's always what kind of worries me. Still a little bit, not as much with Lomachenko in a rematch with Tiafimo. Like you have to accept the fact that you got beat at some point to be able to to change things up and refocus for a rematch to beat that guy. Because Fury brought up a great point again too. He's like, all right, well, if I cheated, like, why'd you get a new trainer? Like, why are you cheating? Like, why, why are you going to try to box me now? Like, why not just do what you did the first two, the first two fights if all I did was cheat to win. So that does worry me, but I, I just, listen, I think the value, the values on Wilder at plus, you know, what is it? Plus 300 for him to win the fight. That knockout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, plus 300, like it, it could easily happen. Uh, I, I'm gonna go wild. I've been, listen. I've been wrong every every major fight I've gotten wrong. I mean, I got <laughs> like I said, except for I was Kine- say, I'm on a little bit of a roll between Conceição and then 
predicting Usyk pretty much to the T. So yeah, outside if, if if there's not a title on the line, I'm fucking money. But if there's a title on the line, then I'm <laughs> then I'm just yeah, like I'm I've been way off on these. And you, but you know what? Every every championship fight uh, since uh, since boxing came back with uh, with COVID uh, nineteen with the shutdowns. Uh, I think the underdog has won outside of Canelo. We've seen the underdog pretty much win every fight. So uh, I'm going to stick with the trend and I'm going to go with Deontay Wilder. Fifth round knockout. Nice. All right. Um, Well, you know, we've spent a good portion here uh, talking about boxing. So there is a little bit of news and notes, Drew. But yeah, real real, real quick. Man, why don't you just go ahead and, and spit them out? Real quick, uh, we've talked about it uh, for the last few weeks. It's been rumored. Uh, it, it, it has been announced. It will be Vasily Lomachenko. Excuse me. Whew, December 11th, Heisman night. He will be fighting Richard Comey, uh, number six ranked uh, lightweight um, former IBF champion in Madison Square Garden. We will be there. Super pumped about it. Uh, the IBF uh, ruled against Triller uh, in the Tiafimo Lopez uh, George Cambosis, uh, fight. So that now officially will go to match room based on what Eddie Hearn's been posting that they are going to, uh, be the promoter for that fight before the end of the year. It would be hilarious if he wants to host it in Australia. And then, uh, team Lopez says, yeah, we're not doing that. And that gets, it gets delayed another five months. But, uh, yeah. so that, so Triller, I, I, I we joked like Triller's, uh, the IBF's going to make Triller, uh, pay those two guys the 1.2 million dollar deposit. They'll they'll keep that wrapped up in litigation. They're already saying they're going to sue to get it back. So uh, neither fighter is seeing that seeing that money anytime soon. Uh, and then Gervonta Tank Davis, uh, December 5th pay per view Staples Center. He's fighting Jo's Jo's boy Raleigh Romero. Man, oh god! I don't even it- know if I've ever watched Raleigh fight. I've just heard him in interviews and like. I don't know if he did you watch did you see his fight before the uh, the char he he undercarded Charlo Charlo Castagna. I feel like I did, but I don't. I honestly don't remember. He just he just like spears people like just you know will take point deductions head he's he basically just shit talked his way to his biggest payday against Tank and like Tanks Tanks people are like okay cool like we're gonna sell a bunch pay per view we're gonna be a sellout people think this rally kid's like a tough guy and can knock people out and Tank. Tank's just gonna uh, tank. Tank's gonna end this kid's career. He uh, might really hurt him, actually. He really yeah, because Rally, Rally, Rally. He's just gonna keep. He's just gonna like come forward and try to pressure Tank, and Tank's just gonna eat him alive. But I, the the lead up's gonna be awesome because I get be so like if like we're like this this Caleb Plant and uh, Canel thing is is like a three compared to what this Tank uh, Rally <laughs> thing is. I, I can't wait. I'm setting the over. Anyone that wants to call in bets. I'm setting the over under a two and a half on the amount of times that Rally actually physically spears uh, Tank during this fight. So get your bets in. That's where we're going to set the over under at. So uh, it, it's going to be wild. Yeah. So those are the three. Those 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 are the three uh, fights that were uh, announced here uh, in the short term. Yep. All right. Swig a beer, and then that ties the loop on boxing, and then we'll talk about the MLB playoffs. Speaking of which, got a game on right now. Might might throw some a wrench into some things for you, but yeah, playoff baseball. I mean, listen, people people aren't fans of 162 game seasons, but man, there's nothing like playoff baseball. I like got same thing with hockey. I don't know what it is, but it just it's electric when uh, 
when playoff baseball is on. So I was Absolutely watching agreed. watching the game last night. Like I don't even I don't I, I don't even care for the Yankees or the Red Sox and uh I just was watching it last night like enjoying myself. I was like it's just it's just great. I got the chart or the Dodgers and the Cardinals on now. Cardinals on now. Yeah, they're in the eighth inning. It's one one, and Molina's yeah. at bat. That's where we are while we're recording. Yeah, and so just to kind of recap, you know, we did our show back in April for our MLB preview. Uh, a couple of notes from that show. So we we gave our predictions. Jo, you had the following as division winners: the Yankees, the A's, the White Sox, the Mets, the Dodgers. And the Cardinals. So those are your six division got winners. Two out of six, right? <laughs> two out of six. Uh, and I mean, as far as playoff teams go, you got one, two, three. You got four play four out of the six playoff teams. Okay. Uh, my 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 division winners were Yankees, A's, Twins, Nationals, Dodgers, and Brewers. So I got one, two. Three. I got three. I got all the na- no. Two of the ones you pick ended up last night. Oh yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. And then the Yankees made the playoffs. So the the Nats and the Twins, I think, were last in their division. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. And uh, and I ended up with uh, again. I, uh, I we didn't really do wild cards per se, but I obviously was all in on the Rays making the playoffs. So uh, our only our our good calls, bad calls. You had a great call on the Blue Jays, which we talked about a few weeks ago. I mean, you you said that the Blue Jays were going to be fun, exciting. They were going to be competitive right to the end and just missed the playoffs, which they it, it came down to the final day where we had. Did I ba- really say that? Yeah, we basically had a five. I mean, you didn't say it was going to come down to the last game, but you last said, game, I said you said yeah, in it to the end. Oh, yeah, wow. and so they, you know, I think there was what a, a five five different teams from the AL could have got the wild cards. Yeah. Uh, so on the last day of the season, uh, so good call there. Uh, I, you thought the Brewers could possibly finish last in their division? Bad call there. Oh, super bad call, <laughs> dude. Their their pitching was in, incredible this year. Yeah, and They're, they got to be the dark. Oh, Molina. Yeah, oh, and pop out the left. They got to be the dark horse for like a deep playoff run here. Yeah, and possibly your worst call during that preview was you constantly asking me why I can why I kept saying throughout that the Rays were going to make the playoffs and make the World Series. <laughs> you realize they just traded away all their pitchers, right? Like you just, you, you you were not happy with me and my constant uh love I still fest. don't know how they did it. I'm, I look at their <laughs> roster and I'm like, who are these guys? Oh man, it's it's fun. So, uh for me, bad takes Padres. Uh I was I was very high on the Padres. Uh that didn't go so well and my other good a good call was i said it doesn't matter what the names on the roster is who the owner is who the manager is the mets are still the mets and are going to stink and they certainly certainly did because when we did the podcast they made some they just they just made some trades they signed uh i forget who they signed to an extension lindor right lindor yeah 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 uh and so all things were mets 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 and yeah they really shat the bed so uh our world series predictions you had the yankees over the cardinals with garrett cole being the world series mvp uh Uh, and yankees Last night, obviously, the Yankees, they lose to the Red Sox in the first wild card game, so they are out of it. So you still got the Cardinals here. Now they're they're tied 1-1, so they may still make it make it here and could make a run yeah, to the World Series. And me, I had the, the Tampa Bay Rays uh, against the San Diego Padres with the Padres winning the World Series 
but with Arenz Arena winning the World Series MVP in a losing effort. So obviously I have no shot at the Padres since they didn't even make it, but I got the Rays alive and I got my World Series MVP still in the mix. So <laughs> those were uh, those those were our predictions. Uh, the other segment that we had that week was I had teams that are uh, they're 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 on the clock and are gonna be having to shit or get off the pot soon. Those three teams were the Cubs, and they certainly had a fire sale. Anybody that they could get any value for, they shipped out the door. Chris Bryant, Rizzo, um, who's the I, I already forgot uh, Javier Baez, who had his uh, infamous booing of the fans himself, uh, which was oh hilarious gosh. with the Mets. Uh, so they, you know, they, they didn't look like, once again, they, that experiment now is officially over. Uh, I had, we, we both talked about the angels and how it, it just, it's ridiculous that they can't make the playoffs. They have trout. And even with the emergence of, uh, Atani, they just, they couldn't do it. Missed the playoffs again. I, I don't, I don't know what they do in the off season, dude. I, I just, how do they get better? What do they do to like, what do they do to make the playoffs? I mean, they just, they got to... Well, the Pujols contract is officially behind them. Yes. So that, I mean, theoretically, that should have freed up free agent money last off season, but now it's officially this off season. So, um, I, maybe that's something. Um, Zach, uh, wait a second. Did they? Uh, before I say anything stupid, I, I'm not sure. They they need pitching. Is is basically what I'm where I'm going with this. Um, but. Like, I mean, Octani was amazing pitching, but, like, they need more than their best hitter being their best pitcher. Um, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know what they do. It's, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. I said they, t- they I said it's time to trade Trout as much as a, p- a tough pill as a swab. But how do you... How do you trade Mike Trout? Like I, I even even listening back to the pod today, I was like, Drew, you sound like an asshole. I was like, oh, how do you? You said to trade Trout. I did. Well, yeah, I said if they don't make the playoffs this year, I was like, it's time. Like, because he he's just there. Yeah, yeah, he's just there. It's like at some point you need you, to cash. You'll, ne- you'll never. You need to you you need to cash in with him at some point, and you either it's either with you winning with him or you have to get get as much value for him. They, they need to have at least one or two seasons with Octani and Trout both in their prime. They're yeah. not in their prime, but both like healthy in the lineup. And and they they need that and then they like whatever like Scherzer should be available. Like whoever's available, like they need to go get. Uh I agree. I just I don't know. Maybe they'll trade him to the Phillies. That'd be cool. That will work out for everybody, right? Uh speaking of which, and they were my third team uh, they they may they they might possibly end up with the National League MVP and Cy Young, and they didn't make the playoffs, which is just unfathomable that that could happen. Uh, just They're not waste. The Cy Young. I I don't think so either. But Wheeler is going to be up there. Um, Harper, if Harper doesn't win the NL MVP, I they just just stop giving out the award. It it it's, it'd be ridiculous. Uh, they're just wasting Bryce Harper. Like you're just wasting his prime, and like you're wasting the years of that contract that are going to be a deal. <laughs> you know, like it's going to be worth it. And they have the money; just got to spend. You got to spend the money. Like you, you, the farm. I said it. I said it in our preview pod. They haven't invested in the farm. They've been terrible in the draft. They don't have the prospects, which means you have to spend. So get out the checkbook and go get Max Serger. Like 
you you need you need to get another starting pitcher pitcher and you need a much better bullpen they blew it, this number probably got higher but they at you know with eight games left to play they had blown 34 leads going into the seventh inning like, that, that can't happen so uh, you know they don't have to trade anybody or kind of blow it up like I think the Angels should probably do, but they 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 can't have a cheap offseason and just like do band aids or else they're they're out. But let's talk about the big stuff now. Here's here's our playoff brackets as of today. Let's start. You want to start National League or American League? Uh, National League. All right. So we got Cardinals playing the Dodgers tonight. Uh, the winner, regardless of who wins. They're going to end up playing the San Francisco Giants. So, I mean, you want to talk about the Rays. How the hell did they win 100 games and end up being uh, in the playoffs? I don't know how the Giants did it. I don't um, know. I, every two weeks, I would just – again, they're on the West Coast. I'm not that diehard of a fan where I'm watching them. I'm just checking all the box scores and the stats, and I'm just like, – every two weeks, like the whole season, I'm like, how are they doing this? Yeah. I don't know. Like and Brandon, get- Brandon Belt and, and uh, Crawford are just like – kicking ass i don't i don't know why or how like they're they're old yeah and i mean as a philly said with gabe kapler that i mean kapler was way too into the analytics his two seasons here with the phillies which is why they let him go uh so maybe maybe it's just working with the roster out there i mean they did they make the trade for chris bryant uh at the at the break uh which you know you know make or shirt up their lineup as well uh regardless of who wins tonight how do you see that that series playing out um. Well, I I don't I I don't I, I just don't believe I don't know I haven't believed them in all year. But you still, until are, until, so. until 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 they until they win the World Series, you just don't believe in the Giants. Yeah, right? pretty much. Yeah, yeah, until they're holding the trophy, <laughs> just no, don't believe in them. I'm I'm the same way. Whoever. Whoever wins, whoever wins this series, I would pick to beat the Giants. I'll be rooting against the Dodgers again, just because I. The Dodge, the Dodgers, and uh, Clayton Kershaw just scarred me for so many years defending them and supporting them, and then the choke job after choke job after choke job. So I'll be heavily cheering against uh, against them, which is why I'm very annoyed that the Cardinals have left so many guys on base tonight. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I just, I'm just until I see them holding up the World Series trophy, I, I'm not going to believe that they're good. Uh, and so that, that gives us to the Battle of the Bees. We got the Atlanta Braves and the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I I'm I'm gonna ride Milwaukee. Um, yeah, I, I think so too. I think the pitching God, their pitching is so phenomenal. Like yeah, it, for for playing in an absolute bandbox, and it was just a couple years ago when they had a, a total slugging team, and they first traded. Um, oh. What was it? Was it um Goldschmidt? No, no, no. Goldschmidt was Arizona too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Was it Fran Mill Reyes? Was was he the one on um? I'm gonna look it up on Milwaukee. But either way, they started to reshape their roster. Um, Fran Mill Reyes. Um, no, he was with San Diego and then went to Cleveland. So that, that wasn't him. I forget who it was, but they um. They reshaped their roster from a slugging team to this pitching juggernaut, and it's just like they just mow people down. I mean, it's it's crazy. So that's gonna be fun to watch in the playoffs. Just October cold baseball fans going nuts and just watch yeah. them just march, just march out 
pitcher after pitcher after pitcher, pitcher. after pitcher, and it's just like try and be. <laughs> Try and score against us <laughs> in playoff games. Go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I like them to win that series too. And I, I, I like the Braves, the team, like their lineup. I, but their lineup has struggled against really good pitching this year. So I do think, uh, I, I, I think the baby like brought better if they had their their MVP. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell, who, who are we talking about there? Um, for the oh, folks at home, the, what's his name with the chains? Akira um, or. Yeah, yeah. I I know I just butchered his name, but again, if you, Acuna. Acuna, yeah. If you want correct pronunciations, this is not the podcast for you. So, uh, yeah, I I agree. I so I think the Braves will once again just another NL East title squandered by the Braves because you know let's just win those NL East titles and uh, just never actually cash in a World Series. Thank thank your stars for 1996, folks. Um, <laughs> God, I hate the fucking. Bra- I think I hate the Braves more than LeBron. I think I told you that before. Just really, I hate the Braves just because yeah, they would just they would always win the National League except for you know the what in '93 with the Phillies, and they'd always just choke and lose. I'm like these these fucking losers. I was like I was like they just keep winning this division and they can't at least at least win a World Series, and then like I can stomach the fact that we can't even beat them for a division title. I hate them. I hate the Braves. Anyway, uh. All right, American you League. Know you sound like right now, uh, Murtaugh. You, anybody? Who? You sound like Anakin. I hate you. I hate you. God, I when I when I had my inter or when I had my internship training, it was in Atlanta, and we went to a Braves game, and they had at that point I forgot what stadium they were at, but at that point, like every pillar for like twelve straight pillars had like an NL East like picture around it with like the facts of that season and i just wanted to vomit every time i walked by <laughs> one i was so annoyed man uh <laughs> eddie hoodles so american league uh that's now set because we had the yankees they lost last night to the red sox uh your boy juan carlos stanton john carlos stanton is now officially out and his uh his season's over I, I don't know what to say about the yankees i don't understand how they're not better and how they just continue to flail out we kind of talked about it a little bit on um, the fireside chat with the Gove because he's a big Yankees guy. They just, I guess, it's just their offense, as stout as it is. It's just still based on hitting home runs. And when you get in the playoffs and you're facing good pitching, the home runs stop, and you just can't manufacture runs to win games. So that's that. So now we're gonna have the Red Sox and the Rays. I, we don't even have to waste time for me on who's gonna win this series. How do you how do you like the series here? Um. I don't see how the Rays don't mow them down, but the Red Sox always tend to like win one more series than they should and just annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> so I'm going to tentatively say uh, Rays. Yeah, and for me, the Rays are going to win. I can get I can break it down into five words. A-Rez-A-Re-Na. Boom. Love it. Which then takes us to the White Sox and the Astros, which is kind of interesting. Uh, how do you how do you like this one? You you were really big on the White Sox coming out of the All Star break with the trades they made. Yeah. Um. What you know what at the beginning of the season I thought um Giolito was gonna be their their big guy, and that didn't really like break like that. So I'm I, they're a little bit like uh like Carlos Rodon or I, I always mess up his name is I don't know if it's Rondon or uh. Rodon or whatever. Um, I clicked on the wrong team, but I—he's kind of like the the ace. Um, and so, 
I, I hate Tony LaRusso, their manager. Like, with, with I, You a, really do. With a friggin' passion. So, um, although Lance Lynn is a hoss, too, and that he, he went for a low ERA again this year. So, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, um, ah, ah, I'm going to say it goes, it goes, the, uh, the seven games, uh, are, are they five, five? It's five. Yeah, yeah it's they, five. I'm going to say that. I mean, I'm a Pirates fan. I, I, you know, I'm not. <laughs> you don't know the rules of the playoff base. You don't know the rules of playoff baseball. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wait. I just, I just tune in and just wait for it. <laughs> oh man, it's um, so good. So, so good. I, I, yeah, I think, it, I think it goes the distance. Um, and uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean Houston. God, I'm... I, 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 I friggin' hate. I know that, yeah, th- I mean, that's why they got all these guys for the bullpen at the trade deadline, like you said, and like I said, for, for this exact reason, but uh, uh, I'll just go Houston. I'm going to be really upset if, like, the White Sox fans don't really turn up the heat on this cheating thing. I said it, we said it in the preview, it was like the, you know, not that anybody, you know, we're not making light of COVID-19 or the pandemic, but from in a sports world, we can try to talk about things from a light perspective. Uh, the, the Astros were the biggest winner of the shutdowns of the season because they were getting, they were getting tortured in the preseason games, uh, or spring training, I guess. Sorry, not preseason. The fucking amateur hour over here. But in spring training, like they were getting booed. Teams were bringing in trash cans. It, it was ugly. And then everything shut down, and it seemed like everybody forgot about it. I'll be really disappointed if the White Sox aren't like banging trash cans like every time the Astros are at bat. It'll really upset me. I, I'm gonna go with the Astros. I just uh, I feel like the I feel like the pitching and the bullpen. Hasn't like gotten super better, even though it should have really gotten that way after the deadline. So I think that's going to end up letting them down. Actually, the White Sox. So I'm going to go with the Astros to uh, to win this one. Yeah, um, as well. Uh, it it scares me that like Zach Granke is their like. I guess he's not technically their ace, but I think he's supposed to be their ace. <laughs> uh, I guess like it would be. I'm looking at their lineup here. Verlander's still there, right? No, no, no. Where's he? Uh, did he retire? I don't, yeah, I don't think he's even thrown anymore. But um, okay. Framber Valdez um, is is their ace, I guess. Um, Lance McCullers, I guess, is their ace. He, both those guys started. Um, McCullers started 28 games. Valdez started 22. But um, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I'm just gonna lean Astros. Uh, the reason Astros brought up some more young talent, like they started two 24 year olds. So I mean, yeah, like, and, and like and a 26 year old, um, like Miles Straw, Kyle, Kyle Tucker. It, it was like halfway through the season before I realized, like, hey, who's this Kyle Tucker guy? And then, like, he he's a beast. Um, yeah. All right, so you're gonna take the Astros. Yeah. Uh, gut. Got feeling off the cuff here. World Series prediction with who who's left? Uh, um, uh, I Astros versus uh, Milwaukee. Okay, I'm gonna take the the Rays versus the Brewers. I I want the Rays versus the Brewers. That would be more fun. Yeah, I um, I, I agree. I just I have this weird bad feeling about the Astros. 
Fair enough, my man. All right, so that's we'll keep you guys posted, and we'll uh, well by the time we're done, this game should be probably over. Bottom eighth now, it's still one one. Still one one, yeah. Uh, so that takes us into. Are you ready for some football? Yeah, man, we're getting we're getting uh, we're getting lengthy here on our uh, episode fifty two. God, if I if I had a nickel every time I got told that, baby, Whew. be a rich man, here, Drew. I'd be a ri- I'd be a rich rich man. Uh, so we survived another week. It was rough. Uh, we last week was like the perfect or the the perfect storm in a bad way for us, where all the ga- the games where we disagreed with each other, we basically split right down the middle, three three apiece. But we usually the games we agree on is where we've been knocking them out of the ballpark the first uh, three weeks of the season. And we got almost all of them wrong in the one o'clock games, which we were getting a little nervous, but uh, we ended up, we rallied. And, uh, you know, I think we, we were like six from the bottom. I mean, yeah, so we, 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 yeah, I think we finished like ninth or 10th and um, there was like still like 14, 14, 15. Yeah. So we, yeah, so we, we, you know, we got by, you know, it wasn't, we were sweating for a little bit, but then we felt pretty good about it. So it really wasn't that close when you looked at the total. Yeah. It was just scary when at one o'clock, like all the, all the games that we agreed on, we were like losing, losing, losing. I'm like, Oh my God, this is bad. So, uh, so this week we were pretty pretty in sync in a lot of these games. So our number our number sixteen uh, confidence pick, we're taking Tennessee over Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville, and they're given four and a half. Are they getting four and a half? I I think people that spread people are is a trap. I, I think it's just based on they finally got a little momentum against Cincinnati on a Thursday night last week. Uh, they still blew uh, a two touchdown lead, had some bad coaching and play calling in my my mind from Myers. So again, Tennessee needs to start building momentum, even though they're coming off a really bad loss against the Jets. I still think they're gonna they're gonna take this one. Yeah, I like picking teams in bounce-back situations You do uh, for Tennessee. Um, and Jacksonville is just in shambles with Urban Meyer right now. Yeah, so that's 16. Number 15, we're going to take Tampa Bay. Uh, they're coming off a win. Brady's uh, returned to New England, which was shaky in the rain. Uh, but we're going to take them at home. They're giving 10.5 to the Dolphins. I I just think they're gonna end up putting up a lot of points, and Miami's still like Brissett's been fine, but you know they they're still trying to figure out what they're doing there. Yep, agree. Uh, number fourteen, we are taking <sighs> the Minnesota Vikings. We're still riding this train. <laughs> the Vikings uh, are given seven and a half to the Lions in Minnesota. This is basically we're done with both of these teams, and of course they happen to be playing each other this week. After we said that last week, so you have yeah. to pick one. And I just, I just think Detroit is just finding more ways to lose than win. So we're gonna, we're gonna take Minnesota here. Uh, yeah, I, for Minnesota, I mean, in Dalvin we trust for Jo. In Dalvin we trust. Chicago ran all over Detroit, and yeah. like Minnesota's better than Chicago. And it seemed like, and, and I and I haven't been watching the Detroit games, but I feel like they're not using their running backs, who are decent pass catchers enough, uh, in the screen games, which could you know take take some pressure off Goff because the line's not great and they don't have a lot of playmakers at wide receiver. Uh, until they are willing to do that, I don't I don't think they're gonna string any any wins here. Yeah. Uh. So that moves us to lucky number 13. And for that game, 
we're taking we're ta- taking the Falcons. I know a lot of these teams are are wild that we're putting points on, but they're at home against the Atlanta Falcons, or I'm sorry, against the New York Jets. Jets coming off a big win. This kind of is your theory. Big wins, let down the next week, bad loss, bounce back. So four and a half points. The Jets still stink. I, I don't care that they beat Tennessee. Uh, I think Atlanta is gonna is gonna win at home by at least a touchdown. The fighting Cordero Patterson. Score Scordero Patterson, as he's base this guy this 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 guy had so much hype eight years ago, completely crapped out, and now he's top five in wide receiver and running back categories, which is just insane. Uh so at thirteen, number twelve, coming in at number twelve. <sighs> <laughs> this is do this is about as do or die in October as you get. JO's darlings, the Pittsburgh Steelers at home versus the Denver Broncos. One and a half. You have to they're playing either a concussed Teddy Two Gloves or Drew Locke. Have yeah. to win this game. Have to win this yeah, game. That, that, that's my that's yeah, exactly. It's it's as must win as you can get, and they, they're going up, up against Drew Locke or or Bridgewater coming off a concussion, like you have to win, uh, or you yeah. see your season's over. I, I, yeah, exactly. Your season's over. You, you lose that, your season's over. Especially much. in that division at this point, yeah. uh, it's yeah, you, know, you have to. So yeah, that's. I, th- I think they get. I think they put Ben more in the shotgun and give him more of his more familiar sets, so that because in my estimation, like he's not late. On these passes, like he's not making incorrect reads, he's just missing passes because he's. Well, and it came out. Did it come out? Did it come out late last night that he's dealing he, with some hip yeah, yeah, hip, hip issues? Which he's been crushed this year because the line hasn't been great. Which, uh, you know, changing coordinators with not a great line. I mean, that I think that's kind of also part of it. But yeah, yeah here, here they should. There. I I know I know I know he's been steadily getting better each week, but I still think they need to find ways to get Harris the ball more and more. Like. Just keep yeah. just to, just to take pressure off of Ben having to do things with the line the way it is. Just just let Najee's a young guy, young body can take hits. Wouldn't mind him seeing. Wouldn't mind seeing him go more jumbo like in the middle of the field. Yeah, just, just try and road grade some people. Yeah, right. I I agree. So so that's number twelve. Number eleven, we are riding those Cowboys. Ride them. Uh, how about them Cowboys? Uh, they're looking like the most complete team in football right now. The defense is all over the place, just crushing the turnover game. Uh, they're at home. They're playing the Giants. It's the Giants. The Giants, even though they're one and three, they have been. They have built momentum in some of these games, and they obviously just had a big comeback win against Crab Legs and the Saints. Uh, I, I just think Dallas is too stout offensively, and the way that defense is playing. I, I I just I, I don't I don't like the Giants play calling enough to be able to uh, come within seven and a half. Usually division games, if the spread's more than three and a half, I usually want to take the points. I just I just don't think the Giants can keep up with the Cowboys. Yep, agreed. Uh, number ten, ten skis. Put in a roll with the Raiders. Uh, they. Uh, you know, tough loss against the Chargers, which we got that game right last week. Uh, yay me. Uh, they're at home. They're playing the Bears. Justin Fields officially announced after back and forth with Nagy saying it's Dalton's job when he comes back. Officially today, they're saying it's it's Justin Fields as the quarterback. Uh, 
six and a half. Listen, they want to run the ball. Uh, Montgomery, big blow to the Bears. Uh, had a, was having a huge week last week, and uh, he ends up injured. Was it his knee that he injured? I don't know, and I don't care. He's out five weeks, so I think that hurts them. Uh, so we're, we're rolling Vegas at six and a half. Thoughts, concerns, issues? Um, Vegas in a bounce back. I, I think I think Vegas is 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 pretty decent. So uh, yeah, I'll take them. Nah, I I don't, but I think they're better than the Bears. Um, number nine, we're gonna take the Packers. Uh, they are giving already. It's only three and a half. It's on the road in Cincinnati. I'm I'm kind of surprised it's not a bigger spread. Uh, on this one, I, I the Packers are just rolling. You know, as much as Cincinnati's looked really good at three and one, Burroughs looked super comfortable, which I'm, I'm surprised that he's kind of bounced back from that ACL as quick as he has. I just think the Packers are just going to – they're going to put up too many points. And Mixon, I don't know if Mixon's officially out, uh, but he got banged up last game. And if he is going to play, he's going to be pretty limited. And I think he's an important part of that offense. Yeah. No, I just I, – I I'm just hitting them all in the head right now. I'm going to keep rolling. I'm going to keep rolling, baby. Yeah. Uh, keep talking. You got it. Number eight. This is probably our first coin flip of the of the week. Uh, we're gonna take that Cardinals. Our uh, our go for two host uh, co host Teddy's gonna hate us because we have once again picked against his Niners here against the spread. Uh, it's in Arizona. They're four and zero. They absolutely demolished the Rams last week. So we're going against your theory here of a huge win, Jo, and then a letdown game. We are, yeah. Uh, and that's mainly your your thought is Trey Lance just isn't going to be a good enough to keep up with Kyler Murray for five and a half points. Yeah, yeah. I just like like you said, division games. You know, th- three three and a half points. You know, field goal game. But I just you know Arizona just has to have those couple possessions in a row where they go get points. Yeah. If they get up like seventeen nothing. Like. Is Trey Lance going to be able to put together like multiple straight possessions to keep it close? I I don't know. I don't think so. Like not not this not right now. I mean maybe eventually. I, I don't know. Uh yeah. I I mean I I really like Trey Lance. So um I liked San Fran on this one. So this was again this was one that we split. But I you know I I I agree. Take we'll take the home team. We'll take the more experienced. We'll take the team on the roll versus the team that's not really sure what they want to do. So. Uh, we're, we're good there. Number seven, we're going to take the chargers. Uh, eventually Cleveland is going to have a letdown game. Uh, we thought it'd be last week against Minnesota, but you know, Kirk cousins couldn't score more than two touchdowns at home, which was disappointing. Uh, chargers are home. They're getting a point and a half. So they're a home dog. This is one where, where this seems like a little bit of a trick that Vegas wants you to take the chargers and the points. I just think Cleveland's we or we both just think Cleveland's gonna have a letdown game here at some point, so we're just gonna keep picking against them until they do. Uh I just think the Chargers like you said you said it a couple weeks ago and it just clicked. What if the Chargers are actually good? And I think they are actually good. So Yeah, it's true. Um you know, they could easily win this game, so we'll we'll take the home team getting the points. Uh, I love it. Yeah, like I said, the Chargers—they got the quarterback, they got the weapons on offense, they got the running game, and they got a solid defense. So uh, we're gonna keep rolling with them. Number six, we're taking the New England Patriots, coming off a tough loss to Tampa Bay, missed a fifty-six-yard field goal. Uh, you know, to give Brady less than a minute to go down and uh, and get a field goal of their own. 
They're on the road and they're given nine and a half. Typically, that's more points than I like to give, especially on the road. I, I just think, just thinking, Houston is just so bad. They're they're just not. They lost by forty to the Bills, and obviously, New England's not the Bills. I think they're just going to continue to struggle to score here. So, makes sense that New England's going to cover this game. What are your thoughts? I I don't know. It's it's a lot of points, and the Patriots aren't that good to stack up wins, and they just jettisoned one of their best players, uh, which is all confusing. Um, so why are we so why are we taking New England? Um, because I just don't know if Houston could score more than thirteen points. Love it, love it. Uh, all right. So the number five. We're taking Carolina at home. They're giving four and a half to Philly. Uh, for me, until like the Eagles are a conundrum because if they make those splashy plays and the defense gets some stops, they're gonna they you know they're more incapable of winning. But for me, until Jalen Hurts is able can show he can actually read a defense when they're not a team's not in garbage time, prevent uh, pick against them. Yeah, Carolina. Um, they just keep making moves for bigger and better players. And I think that like does something to the locker room and gives them a little more confidence to just go for it. So uh, I, I like Carolina. Yeah. Uh, number four, huh, your two favorite teams. This must've been a tough one for you to pick. These are your squads. Uh, we got Washington at home. Getting one and a half versus the Saints. How how did you come up with this one, Jo? I I I, went, I didn't even want to touch this one because these are your babies. So, um, I again just my whole theory of Washington won a barn burner and Saints lost a barn burner, so we'll flip them this week. So, I just think that you, it's hard for mediocre teams to put together back to back close games, and I think New Orleans is good enough to. Win one, lose one. So, yes, uh, and I hate both teams. So, I <laughs> whoever whoever you you have the feel for, I'm, I'm totally on board with. Uh, number three, uh, Kansas City, Buffalo. Uh, Kansas City's home. They're given two and a half. We're gonna roll with the Chiefs. Won't be surprised if the Bills come out and win. This is a big game, I think, for both teams. I think Kansas City needs to start getting traction. Uh, and to me, Buffalo eventually needs to make a statement and say, we're, you know, we're we're for real and we can beat this team. This is why we have it as three points, because it either team can win, so we're not gonna put a big value on it. Yep. And uh number two. We're going to take the Colts. They're getting seven and a half on the road to Baltimore. We both kind of still think Baltimore stinks. Not that we think the Colts are all that much better, uh, but I'll, I'll take, I'll take the touchdown uh, and the half with the Colts. For me, it's not even believing in Indy. I just feel like Baltimore just keeps playing all these close games. So that's what yeah. I went with. Take your points. Yep. I'm with you. Uh, oh, base hit. All right, let's, let's get something started here, boys. Uh, and then our number one, uh, Rams, Seattle. Uh, the Rams are on the road. They're giving two and a half. Either team could win here. We both had this in our, pre, our pre-show rankings as, as a one confidence level, so that's where we went with it. Yeah, and it, that's the Thursday game. So it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's at, in Seattle. 
Seattle getting the points Thursday night. Who knows? We gave it a one. So that's the guillotine this week on our march towards our $1,100 victory. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, which we will be using to buy hats, maybe, merch, maybe. Some merchy, merchy merch. Stay tuned on, on that one, everybody. Um, okay, so in the interest of time, I think next in line was DraftKings, but I'm 0-4 on these DraftKings. <laughs> You're pretty like, bad. We, I keep getting my ass kicked. So, like, let's <laughs> let's just let's shelve that for this week and let's regroup, and and we'll we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back stronger. Um, just just make sure Kyler Murray's in your lineup. That's all you need to know right now. Y- yeah, uh, and I and I tried to do that, and I tried to put all good players in, and then a couple crappy players, and it wasn't working. So, screw Beautiful. it. I, in the interest of time, let's just move on. All right, let's 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 do it. Uh, pit stop. Let me get my notes. All right. There, notes, there's notes. A- actually some stuff here. I don't know if it fit this that, in in a minute. Remember that time you uh, left your notes in your fridge? That was wild. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, all right. I don't know if I can fit this all in in a minute. So so yell at me when it's in a minute. But I'll, I'll try my best. All right. Tell me when. Oh, I tell you when. Five, four, three, two, go. A little bit of a circus. Rain out on Sunday for Talladega. They pushed the race to Monday at 1 p.m. That race actually got shortened by, by rain. It was They only ran 117 of 188 laps. Bubba Wallace gets his first win in the Cup Series. Michael Jordan's first NASCAR win. The first win by a McDonald's car since 1994. And the first win by a black driver since Wendell Scott in 1963. So it was a great historic day for the sport. A little bit unfortunate because it comes with an asterisk because of the rain-shortened race. But huge win for uh, Team 2311, Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin. Great stuff. This week, they're at the Roval at Charlotte. So half of the course is uh, oval. The other half is in the infield, like a road course. Chase Elliott is the king of road courses. He won this race last year. He's currently seventh in the playoff race. Uh, And so this is a, a, a cut week. So the guys left to cut are... Um, Kevin Harvick, Christopher Bell, William Byron, and Alex Bowman. They're on the chopping block. Uh, Kyle Busch is trying to make the cut in eighth place. Our picks are Chase Elliott, plus 200. Kyle Larson, plus 450. Christopher Bell, plus 1,400, who won the Daytona Roval earlier this year. And Joey Logano, a plus 2,200. All your picks are disqualified because you went 20 seconds over. <laughs> so... Not too, not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, I tried my hardest. Um. Anyway, so uh, that's that's NASCAR. Alrighty. Uh, and then uh, parlay. And then. And then, uh, just to keep this quick, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go Thursday. The Chanticleers are minus nineteen, nineteen or nineteen and a half. Oh, um, against like Arkansas State, and the over/under is like seventy something. So, I'm gonna pick the Chanticleers. Uh, I hate picking games earlier than the weekend. So, if they don't win, I, I'll re-put in a parlay and I'll take Dallas. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna take the Steelers. Got to win. Must-win game. Point and a half. Playing basically no quarterback. Let's roll Steelers. Love it. Okay. So there it is. Um, 
Oh man! All right, let's finish beer one. If you have anything left, uh, I do not. So, okay. Pop a top. Pop a top again. Uh, let's keep this train a moving. Uh, assume positions for the two brew salute part two. Ready? Part two. Three, yep. two, one. Uh, oh, spray to the face like old times. Um, I have a twelve ounce here, toppling Goliath pseudo Sue. Uh, and I believe this is the same combo I took in the fireside chat. So good. Beautiful. I love it. I am uh I'm rocking another southern tier here. It's gonna be pretty pretty bad in the morning. Yeah, agreed. These suckers hit you. Um, okay, so first order of business, beer two. Go ahead. What? The the poll results. Oh, oh, I beat you again, you big dosser. You suck. You suck. You suck. You ever get tired of losing? Well, I get tired of... 63% your... of the poll loved my my upset picks. And you I know what? Get... I'm going to I'm gonna give you one pass here because you know what? I feel when I explained it... And I mean, not that you don't lose all the time to me because you suck at these, but I should have been a little more specific with you that it didn't have to be like an upset type of movie because I feel like that's kind of the direction you took your list. It was really more of an upset, any type of upset within a movie. So we could have, you, you would have had a much wider range than some of the generic ones that you came up with outside of your, the best one was probably your honorable mention that you should have put on your list, but you did it with my cousin Vinny. So I'm going to, I'm going to blame myself for why you sucked this week, but Listen, you know, just it, don't mess with the champ, bro. Listen, you you have your block of voters who always votes for you. This is a lie. It's a lie. You, you get on there with your burners and vote for yourself. This is a lie. Lies. You you embarrassed your followers by picking Frank the Tank as, as your number one. Because, number yeah. one, that's not even the, the best upset debate in a movie. As I pointed out, it's um, my cousin Vinny. And number two, that's not even the best upset in that movie. Like, uh, how about Vince Vaughn on uh, the Iron Cross on the ring? So you're gonna so you're, so that so so a guy just being able to hold his balance for a couple minutes smoking a cigarette is more impressive than a guy with no college degree yeah. out out debating uh, James Carville. Yeah, and okay, or, or I mean, you could have went with uh, Blue with the Jello wrestler <laughs> with the two two hotties. You could have went with uh, Spanish or the fat guy dropping the cinder block. Uh, what upset? What, what what upset with Blue? He he died. He didn't win. He he literally lost. Not not that Jello. Uh, let's let's see you get in it. Ooh, a was that a fair ball? No, let's see you get in a Jello wrestling match with with a couple co-eds when you're his age. That that's a it's a huge upset. Uh, all right, sure. So uh, you, you embarrassed your followers, and plus Rocky Two, that's not even an upset at that point. He took him to the distance and arguably won the first fight, so that's BS. Rocky Four was the right answer. So you you embarrassed yourself, you embarrassed everyone who voted for you. You people really need to evaluate your life choices. That was ridiculous, and I'm sorry that you are that dumb. Uh, I love my fans. I stopped listening to you like a minute ago, so... Uh, yeah, it shows. Any hoodles. Uh, 
I appreciate all of our intelligent listeners out there that continue to vote for me in the polls. I, I spend a lot of time with these lists, you know, a lot of I, I put a lot of energy into it. I don't just half ass it on my train ride home like my counterpart here does, and that's why he doesn't win. Uh, and next week, as punishment, because we were going to be going a little bit longer tonight with Wilder Fury, uh, Jo is going to be singing a couple couple of uh, verses from. Uh, uh, what do I want you to do? I love it when you call me Big Papa in honor of G Baby and Hardball, which he has yet to see. That's the song. So get I, your. I, I rem- that's that's the exact reason I never watched that movie because I remember the, the the preview of them singing that song, and I'm like, they sound idiotic. Why would I want to watch this? And this is why you don't win polls. So this you're gonna why be. I'm smart and, and find you it. And your listeners just need to wake up and find it. Reality. F- fi- I I should make you watch the movie as a punishment, but uh, you're just you're gonna you're gonna sing some of that and wrap it next week. That's what you're doing. Okay. Be ready. Be ready, son. All right. Um. So, uh, a couple more topics here to close out beer two. Um. One one thing we wanted to talk about since it's. Fury Wilder 3 week. It's a trilogy. The Holy we, Trilogy. We wanted to talk about trilogies. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to rank our favorite trilogies because that's just, you know, straightforward and not as... And they're all kind of they're all kind of set, to be honest with you. And they're, it's and hard. They're just, they're, they're just so many awesome ones. It's just kind of... You're, you're splitting hairs at certain points. Yeah. So we wanted to take five trilogies and then rank each movie within the trilogy up against itself so yes um that being said drew where do you want to start which one let's start out with indiana jones that wasn't on your list wasn't it no well we're adding it let's start with indiana (laughs) i can't believe i forgot that that was that was the one that i was thinking of for the start with but uh yeah let's do indiana jones here uh Great trilogy, Spielberg, Lucas, Harrison Ford. Uh, my my ranking of the movie. How do you want to do it? You want to go go uh, back and forth, or you want to just say our th- our, our order and go? How, how do you want to do this? Um, I don't know because I'm not I'm not even prepared now. So all right, well, let's it. start. You want to start Star Wars? You want to go Star Wars? Yeah, I, I don't care. No, just just let's go just, Jones. You, you, you give yeah. your three, then I'll give my three. Yeah, my my ranking of that trilogy is I, I'm still a sucker for the first Indiana Jones. Uh, I just think the introduction the introduction of Harrison Ford in that first scene uh, is awesome, and it might be one of the best intro scenes of a movie with the uh the scene where he he thinks he replaces the uh the bag with with the uh I, I, it's not a monument but you know whatever the artifact and then the huge ball comes out and it's just so good the music uh all the scenes are really good and just the the concept of looking for the uh the ark of the covenant's great uh granted the the one loophole in there that you know we've joked about from the big bang theory that he literally serves no purpose because had he not been involved in the movie everything would have happened exactly how it happened i, I anyway. need to rewatch that and test that because i don't know if i agree with that i, I need to rewatch. a hundred percent it's a true thing uh so that's my one uh i'm gonna say the third movie uh is number two yeah sean i mean you got sean connery uh as his dad henry jones the first that's really all I need to say. But again, I, I kind of like I like their interplay with each other. I thought the acting was good. Again, another one of the movies where he really serves no purpose because 
everything would have kind of happened the way it did or uh the nazis just would have never found the ark or the uh the holy grail either way but it was cool. Yeah, I liked I liked the scenes with his dad, and I, I mean I'm a sucker for anything with Sean Connery in it. And I thought it was I thought it was really good, and it also brought the trilogy back because the second movie was a little out of place. That's the Temple of Doom. It's interesting. We had a, we tried to figure this out when we were talking about it with our buddies a long little long, long time ago. Was it the first? Was it the? Is it like one of the only movies and one of the first movies where they actually the sequel was a prequel? Because the the second movie actually happens a year before the first movie ti- in the timeline, um, and I thought it, the third one happened before that. No, the third one was definitely after. Uh, okay. And so it, it just it was just weird. Like it was kind of out of place. Like instead of searching for artifacts, like he found his way indie short round and uh, yeah the I I forget the name of uh, the lounge singer who ends up with them on on this journey. They they you know they randomly thanks to a plane crash end up in I guess India is that where they were uh, where they find themselves in this underground like mining uh, witchcraft place where they're they're searching for stones that give people voodoo power it, it was just weird like it didn't it just didn't fit it uh, kind of how the first one went I, I guess it was tr- to try to show him as a tough guy more I, I i mean i don't know i thought the first one did a good enough job i just the whole movie just was out of place like it just didn't it didn't feel like the other had the same feel as the other two movies i will say this is the only movie where indiana jones actually stopped something from happening <laughs> of the three this one does not fill that narrative of the other one so but those are how i'd rank them how do you how do you see the trilogy uh yeah exactly how you did and, yeah and- one one three two yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Okay, I will... Uh... Which one was the one where he says, um, uh, like, the guy's waving the sword around, he just pulls the gun out and shoots The first one, yeah, that's great. The first yeah. one, yeah. <laughs> Which, that actually was funny. Uh, a little uh, a research that... I didn't do it, but I stole it from a podcast that reviewed the first movie. Uh, they actually had that guy train for the sword fighting forever, and apparently, like, Harrison Ford, like, hurt himself, like, he was, like, basically the Larry Bird of acting, he was, like, doing woodwork and carpentry, like, on his own house, or for his girlfriend, and he hurt his shoulder, so, like, some of the action stuff, like, he couldn't do, so at one point, after they had this guy trained to do this sword fight, Harrison Ford was, like, would it be easier if I just pulled my gun out and shot him, and they went with the humor part of that, so that guy basically did all that for nothing. Wow. Yeah, sort so, sort of like how I just have all this podcast skill, and then really you just like come on and be, oh guys, look at this! Oh, I'm so funny, and I just like I just like, come oh, out, I oh, just come cool. out with I just come out with my wit and my charm, and then uh, and then there we come go. Out and shoot me with a gun, and I'm like, well, guess all that was for nothing. <laughs> That's actually pretty, pretty, pretty friggin' accurate, if you ask uh, if you ask me, there, my friend. So. Um, so that one's pretty yeah so that all right i'm glad we went there let's uh let's do back to the future next why don't you go first on this one you didn't say that no you did um, beat you i was like what? <laughs> what do you what did you think b2f was <laughs> i gotcha all right what do you got street boys um no um i i mean call me crazy but i'm a little bit of a sucker for the second one um, <laughs> what yeah I love go the ahead one. 
Go ahead. Give your present your case. I mean, the this is this is one of the most iconic things about the entire series is the friggin' almanac, and that's that's fair. One. That's fair. And like that whole shtick of old man Biff coming back to like make himself rich, like I get a kick out of that so much. And now I will say, like future Biff, where he's rich. Is weird, it, right? It's so, it, yeah. It, it almost ruins the entire movie, and like it, it is very awkward. Yeah. And and at one point in my life, I actually like the third one better than the second one, but I just can't get over the almanac. That's just that's just so funny and so cool. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll do one, two, three. Um, I'm sorry. I'll I'll do two, two, two one, three. Okay. Um. And, uh, I mean, it's, I all say this too. I think it's probably the best iteration of time travel in, in a pop culture movie that we have. And we've, uh, we went deep, we deep dived into, uh, movies taking, yeah, well, Tenet and no, the big one, uh, what was the one with Chris Pratt we watched? That was one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, Tomorrow War. (laughs) Tomorrow War. We went into the deep dive of, uh. <laughs> with movies taking liberties on the rules of time travel now. Yeah. So, okay, I this was tough for me because I, I'm the opposite. Two's by, bottom of the barrel for me because that the sequence when he goes into the future with yeah, future Biff. I agree. That, it's that, so it's it's just something. I don't I don't know what it's, it is. It's off. It is so off. It, like he kills the. I don't know. Yeah. It 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 really was like just yeah. Off so off putting. Where like to me like. It take even like the cool Nikes and the Almanac and like that cool stuff. It, it just I I can't I I don't know why. Like if that's on, like I'll watch I'll watch the movie up to that point and then I'll turn it off. I won't even watch the end where it kind of actually picks back up yeah. um, in the last ten minutes. But I get that. plus where he's like crossing pads with himself. Like it, that, it, yeah, that, that's cool too. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to put three as one. I don't know why I like three so much. I just three really is do. So good. Yeah, it is. I maybe because it's like the western thing, and I kind of like westerns. Uh, I, you know, how he he pulled the Bret Hart Goldberg move, wearing the plate underneath his uh, <laughs> his yeah. what would you, his 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 uh, what do you call it? Shaw. I'll call it a Shaw. Uh, that's really good. But I think one one's just so good from Trench from be- the tra- no. Well, when he was in the uh, the duel with uh, country, with uh, Western Biff. Yeah. He had the uh, he had the play. Was he wasn't wearing a trench coat. He was wearing one. Okay. Yeah, Marty was wearing one of those like I don't know. It was like oh, a, the, the thing uh, you put the over poncho, your head. Poncho. Yeah, a poncho. There you go. You're right. My bad. Yeah, it was a poncho. Uh, I I thought that was really well done. I, I just I really I like the idea of Doc Brown, you know, going into the, the going back to the uh, the past and putting the time machine in the uh, the cave. It, it was really well, but one's just great from top to bottom um and it's got the uh the classic the music probably was the the clincher for me with the uh oh my god the uh i can't believe i'm i'm blanking on the uh the main song from that don't take fame ain't no credit card can buy what is that oh my god it's on my uh it's on my it's in my phone I, I just can't uh, yeah oh it's the power of love yeah. um that it's just uh it's so good that pretty much is what just clinched the first uh the first one for me that was just amazing where we got yeah 
Yeah, great stuff. Right. So, uh, let's roll. Let's let's roll the Dark Knight trilogy because you're. Ooh. I we're we're gonna we're gonna go sideways on this one. Don't uh, you dare, and don't don't you dare do it. My number. Don't one, you do it. I'm gonna put as the um the Dark Knight. Oh, thank with, God. With Heath Ledger. Thank God. I mean, I, I, the the third one has grown for me a lot over the years. Like, uh, like it's almost up there with the second <sighs> for me. There's probably no bigger fan of the third one than me. Um, so I'll put that as number two. Um, and then I'll put the first one as number three. Okay. Um, but I'm in love with them all. Um, and... Yeah, per... Maybe... Might I, might might be the only perfect trilogy. It's it's I, I am in love with them all, and I uh, that that third one is so close to the second one for me. But I, I, I'm going to give the hat tip to, to the Dark Knight. All right, so you go two, three, three, three one, one, yeah, okay. Uh, Dark Knight, hands down. Uh, I mean Heath Ledger as the Joker was just sensational the last 10 minutes i, I know are we- but was was tom hardy is bane not sensational like it he, he it was just different i it, it, it two different characters just just totally different uh and we saw that we saw we we saw all three of these me and you uh and uh your buddy mark we uh mark, had a maestro had, my brother yeah we had a ba- brother come with us i don't think tori did okay uh, we had basically like a twelve-hour day watching all three movies, which was just insane. Yeah, so they were—they did not offer IMAX 3D. It was—it was only IMAX, and we bought like a forty-dollar pass. And they—they they put the first two in the IMAX, and there was breaks, and then it crescendoed with the third one being released at midnight. So it was perfect. Yeah, and we watched. We uh, you Hon- came- honestly, the time flew. It did not feel like we were there for hours. And yeah. hours. It felt like we were there for like an hour. And I was, I was at my introductory tax training when I started for my, for my job and you came down, it was in Virginia and you and uh, your wife came down and we watched the dark Knight together when it came out. Oh, how about that? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, dark Knight's number one for me. I, I'm putting Batman Begins. I'm just I'm a sucker for origins and backstory, and that's what started it. And my excitement for when you have to become I didn't, an ideal. Yeah, <laughs> what's that? A legend, Mr. Wayne. Uh, we did this on our best movie trailers of all time. I, I was so stoked when I saw this trailer in the movie because this was still kind of pre twitter like internet explosion of like having like leaks of like movies that were coming out and at least i didn't pay attention to it so when the batman begins movie trailer came out i lost my mind and uh i just i really dug it the probably the least cool villain i mean Ra's al Ghul and uh liam neeson did a great job it just you know like it's not the joker and it's not tom hardy and bane so uh and then i'll have the third one the third one has grown on me i still can't get over a couple of plot things with the movie that I'm just like, uh, okay, why? And but other than that, yeah, like it, it has grown on me and it's it's still pretty good. So they're all pretty close. Like I, I don't think it's huge outside of uh, Ledger's performance as as the Joker is probably the best thing of the trilogy. Yeah. Um. Other than Michael Caine. Nah, it's gotta be a double. It's gotta be. It's like the size, you. the size of a tangerine. I was supposed <laughs> to protect you, and I failed you. That's great. Uh, all right, let's do, let's do the Godfather. 
Godfather. Uh, I I had the the biggest pr uh, problem with this one because they all bleed together for me. Um, well, the third, we'll just we'll both we'll just save time. The third one's the worst. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what do you like better, the first or the second? Um, I put the second one as as first, just because I like all the stuff uh, in Sicily. Yeah, and like okay. when he's a young when he's younger and he's establishing himself. De Niro, like, that is. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Vito. Vito Corleone. Yeah, exactly. So that that that's cool. All okay. The De Niro, all the De Niro stuff is sweet, and where he like takes the gun apart and puts it down all the shoots, and yeah, I get a kick at all that. Um, and then the whole uh, probably my favorite part of the whole series is I knew it was you, Fredo. Oh. I knew it was you. Down down in Havana. So. I, I I I say that to my dog like every day because he likes my wife better than me. Um, yeah, so I'll go, um, I did want to bring this up, a little piece of trivia. Trivia me. So, the first one was in 1972. Mm-hmm. The second one was in 1973. What year do you think the third one was? Was it in 1973, the second one? Yeah. It released one year after the first? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, the third one, I'm gonna say, was it 1991? 1990, yeah. Ah, oh, it's close. Yeah, I mean, it was way, it was way after the fact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Uh, yeah. For me, I'm gonna stick with the first one. Uh, there, it's close, and all the Fredo stuff is just great. Um, I, I just, I really like young Michael Corleone. Oh, 19, 1974. My bad. I don't know. Right. Why, I, I was gonna say that 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 would have been a crazy turnaround. Uh. But yeah, I just I love I love young Al Pacino as Michael. I mean, yeah, it was you know two years later. But I just like him starting out as just you know this war vet who the family doesn't even like you know Vito doesn't even want him in the mob. He wants him to be a state senator that they can use to the advantage of the family. And then just how his transformation into uh, you know the the Godfather. I just I really like it all. The see and to me, there's just more. The second one only has a couple of iconic scenes where I think that the first one has just tons between the Sonny stuff, who's great with the, uh, is it Peter or Michael Kahn? I, yeah, I butcher names, but those are all great. Uh, the horse, the the horse head in the bed, uh, Michael killing the cop and uh, Tartaglia. And even one of my favorite lines at the end when he, he meets back up with Kay and they're talking – he's like talking about how he's going to take over the family and how he's going to make a legitimate business. And she goes, uh, Michael, you know, lawyers and state senators don't have people killed. And Michael goes, now who's being naive, Kate? One of my favorite lines in like cinema history. So uh, yeah, that's my rank. And I go one, two, three. But it's close. I, I, two is close. It's just, I, just, I just think there's more iconic stuff in the first, uh, the first one to be rewatchable. Okay. Uh Star Wars, we're gonna go four through six. We're not even technically Star Wars probably couldn't really count for this because it's not really a trilogy anymore. But since we uh, had such a high debate and some Star Wars nonsense last week, figured we'd add it in there. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll go. I, I think Empire Strikes Back is the best of the three. Uh, I kind of, I like, I'm yeah, yeah. I, I like cliffhangers when they're done right, and I think this was done perfectly. Between you know them putting Han in the the carb carbonite is that what it was? Yep. The carbonite. You finding out that Vader is Luke's father. Um, that sets up you know that sets up the third movie. The, be uh, the best uh, 
um, audible of a line. I love you. I know. Uh, dude, I mean, yeah, I, that's, that's probably my only, that's, I, I, I'm, I'm just buying them next time I'm at Disney. They have t-shirts with those. Like there's a, a Leia t-shirt for, for girls that says, I love you. And then a Han one for guys that says, I know I gotta buy that. Uh, oh, buy me the Leia one and you get, you buy the whole Ooh, one. I kind of like that. Be so hot. I, oh, I like the game. I, I like that walk idea. Off, walk off Homer. Uh, you're ahead of me. Di- ha, I hate you. Dodgers. Nice. Oh man. Two with Justin, two out with wow with Chris, two outs. Chris Taylor or whatever his name is. Oh man, that's unfortunate. Oh, there you go your Cardinals baby. Yeah, wow, first is that first pitch? I don't know. Um anyway, all right. Yeah, buy, let's buy those t-shirts. Yeah, so I'll be, I'll be the Leia. I love well you are the Leia. So, uh Empire I am hotter than you. Em, that's true. Uh Empire's first. Uh New Hope is second for me. I just, you know, I, I love Obi-Wan. I think it's got just more, again, more, fast, yeah, way less, way less holes. And the Ewoks were just super weird in the third one. So uh, that's my, and I feel like the third one just didn't use, I feel like the whole first three didn't use the Emperor enough. Um, I would have liked a little bit more there, especially because you don't, you know, you didn't know that they were going to end up doing, you know, six more episodes 20 years later. So I, I, the third one, I'm always just like, instead of like nonsense with Ewoks, couldn't we had more with the emperor? So that's mine. I go, I go two, two, one, three. Yeah. Same, same for me. Oh, nice. Look at that. Uh, and last, and I, I, I apologize by saying the dark Knight uh, might be the most perfect trilogy. That's what I said, right? The dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, because clearly the Lord of the Rings is the yeah. it, the trilogy. You really shouldn't even rank these, but I guess we have to. Like I, I wasn't going to, but I'm like I guess that's the job. So I'll yeah, do it. you go f- you go first. Uh, two Towers is one. Um, the uh, third one, uh, Return of the King, uh, as two, and the Fellowship as three. Uh, spot on. I think the two, but it's, uh, the first uh, one's so good. Like I, like I, yeah. I almost wanted to put the first one as one, just because like the part about the uh, like when the fellowship kind of sets off on their way, and Gandalf gives that like little soliloquy, like that's so good. Yeah, the uh, and, and all, all the cinematography in the first. I mean, in all of them, it's great. But the first one, it's like really cool with all the snow, the mountains, and inside. Uh, oh. Dude, and Come the on, you fools. <laughs> cast it into the fire. No, um, oh, I can't. I, I can't wait till we we do our Lord of the Rings and we uh, talk about who's gonna be who's the who's the per thirty six. We might have to do the per ninety or the per ninety eight since the movies are so friggin' long. <laughs> for those, uh, for me, I have the same order. Uh, I have the two towers one because I think the Battle of Helm's Deep is the best fight scene. In all, in all three of them, all three of the movies, if not maybe any movie right, exactly. ever, maybe uh, yeah. it could be. Um, like, and one uh, of, what's his um, like Braveheart might be up there, but like I mean, yeah, there's not a lot. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I, you know, my my two of my favorite scenes in the entire series as well are when Aragon come arrives at helms deep after they think he's dead and he pushes those two doors open so, like it's like they kind of slow-mo it and the music's going i i, lo- I love that uh scene and when they when they first meet when gimli uh 
Legolas and Aragon first meet the riders of uh, Rohan. I, I love that scene. It's, it's like really cool. So, uh, and it, it probably has the best Gollum stuff in it, which, and that's, that's the only reason I have the first one as last because there's just 10 seconds of Gollum. That's, and, that's why I had it as last as well. There was only yeah. ten, like Gollum right at <laughs> Not enough Schmeagle. Not enough Schmeagle. So, uh, cool, man. Well, that's, uh, that was, uh, that was, that was a good one. Now we won't have any winners or losers or pods. We're all, everyone's a winner because they got to hear our thoughts on how we write these trilogies. Yeah. There was a couple trilogies. I, I told Drew, like, oh, I, I called it one Crayola short because either, yeah. either he hadn't seen them or I was one short. Um, Matrix. Uh, yeah. I, I, Ma- I haven't seen the Matrix. Jason, the Jason Bourne. I haven't seen any of the Jason Bourne. I haven't, I I haven't seen any of them from start to finish. I've seen two of them, maybe like forty minutes of of two of them. I've seen two out of the three John Wicks. I haven't seen the third one. I've only seen one. I've seen. Oh, really? I've only seen one. Yeah. Uh, I saw two out of the three Planet of the Apes. Um, you haven't seen any of the Dollar series. I have not. Yeah. Oh, so Isn't there like six Planet of the Planet of the Apes probably shouldn't count? I think there's like six of them. Well, the three new ones. Oh, the three. Okay. All right. Oh, I would have. If I would have thought of that, I would have. Well, it's still a part. Yeah. All right. That's still. That's part still fair. Short. Yeah. Uh, Pirates did not count. I know you had asked about that. Uh, there's. I mean, there's five, so it's no longer a trilogy. So, because uh, I mean, I'll still put the first Pirates of the Caribbean over most movies ever. So, so it's good. Um. All right, real quick. Walking Dead was interesting this week. Just a segue. Um, I mean, I, I mean, it, they're moving the story. The season finale is should they've they've got it to a place where everything should get wrapped up with our uh, whatever you want to call the. I'm gonna call, I, I call them the Suicide Squad. Uh, the, assa- <laughs> the, the assassins that Lee is with that Daryl is now oh, part of. Yeah, the are. yeah. I just call them the Suicide Squad. Uh, you know, Maggie at ne- Negan basically convinced Maggie and company to wear their uh, their whisper to, to basically be the whispers and to lead a horde into the uh, the camp where they are. I, the, the Maggie Negan stuff is really the only interesting, actually, actual interesting stuff that happened this week, which was uh, I mean, at some point they're just going to get it on, which is just going to be that the outlash i can't they, they when that happens they better have uh yvette nicole brown on talking dead because she's gonna lose her friggin' mind if that happens um i i don't i don't really get that plan because yeah you're gonna take out like the seven or eight you know or i guess there's 15 of them left but, how but are you like get all the supplies yeah how you yeah yeah how are you get your supplies out of there so it makes no sense like i okay um so that's them uh the commonwealth uh Unico is, you know, she's all dressed in like a lawyer outfit now. I guess she's gonna be and doing all, that. That whole thing just bothers me. Oh, this person has rights. Oh, and they need a lawyer. Oh, you get you. It, yeah, it's it's like, odd. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, this is not the zombie apocalypse I signed up for. Like, I mean, I get it. They're try- yeah, they're they're trying to rebuild society, but like it's like Eugene, Eugene, Princess, uh, Eugene's lady friend, and um, Ezekiel are like their punishment is clearing the dead out of places where they might want to have future settlements so that's their punishment for using the radio last week they run into whoever the governor or whatever the hell they call the woman in charge their her like shitbag son who is pretty has a pretty crucial role 
in the comic and it's pretty this this kid so far is playing the role perfectly um once the show's done i'll tell you what this kid actually does in the comic jo um but yeah so that i mean that's kind of where we are there and eugene punches him in the face because eugene and his lady friend like risked their lives to save him and his girlfriend who weren't even paying attention to the uh the walker the kid did have the line oh what did he say i've got I've got roamers up my ass. I forget what he called. What did they? Whatever they call the walkers at the yeah, at the cop yeah. at the CR. It was so fun. I I got walkers up my ass. He's yelling at the West Point guy. Yeah. Uh, and then we had. Uh, oh, that was it. Those were the two stories that we had, right? Nobody else. Um, Daryl and Leah found a family. A, a husband, a wife who she was either bit or she was badly cut to where badly she didn't have injured, she, yeah. yeah she was she was a goner um and so Daryl puts puts her down um at per her request so with the crossbow yeah that's where we're going I don't know you know I guess we'll see how all this kind of really works out all, all the um uh, whisperer Maggie being like being the new like. Negan coaching her to be the alpha, like yeah, that was, that was interesting. Yeah, they're they're back and forth. Negan was pretty saying good. He would have killed them all in hindsight. So and good. That, that yeah. conversation about the outpost was really. I'm glad it was. They've they, they've brought they've brought that up. Tom, we've brought it up, and so like, Cardwick's brought we, it up. We, Everybody, we, yeah, yeah. It's like, like yeah. hey, like they were the ones that attacked the outpost. Yeah. it was cool to see them have a conversation about it. So yeah, that was, and even that was nice. and even Maggie justifying it. Well, they didn't have families there. This and that. And Negan's like, oh yeah, how did Aaron get Gracie? So yeah, I mean, and that's and that's what I mean. Hardwick was the first one that brought that up on Talking Dead after you know once the Negan arrived, and we brought it up. It's like yeah, it's like you know, like Rick and those guys, they just went in and slaughtered all those people so unprovoked, right? So, uh, interest. I, I we don't really need to make predictions. I I don't know where we'll see how they set up the second half of uh, the final season here. I, I forget when it comes back. I think it comes back in. Uh, april sure Uh, yeah and then i think it ends in august so so we'll see how that goes uh the world beyond premiered we didn't get a chance to watch it so we'll probably talk about we'll probably just wait for that like we'll probably just recap it all because that's not well we may we'll see it's not the best show we might cover we might cover we might cover the finale uh world beyond and fear to next week on some of the uh, entertainment stuff but either way uh there are there fear and world beyond will both be uh they're after I think after next week they'll be going on at the same time. Right. So alright man, this was this was packed. This was a packed show, but so, hopefully it, it's so funny because earlier in the day you texted me. I really I, did. I, I don't know if I think this is gonna be a quick one. I don't know if we have I'm like, dude, we have a ton to talk about. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't think we'd find enough to talk about that's why I wanted to we we switched up Fury Wilder for everybody because I feel like it's not getting the attention it needs to, so I wanted to just switch, flip the script a little bit to, to, to make it so interesting the recap, but or the review or the preview. But yeah, like Jo said, go to his place and bring stuff. I'm attempting to have something in my house and actually providing the beer and food, and nobody wants to come hang out with me. So if you're listening and actually want to come, come for a free fight, free food, and free booze, the door is open. Drew, happy one year. We're we're yeah. here in. We're doing it. Doing it, doing it well. Season uh, two, we're leveling up. It's been fun. We're gonna keep it going. Um, you're doing a great job, dude. Uh, you are as well, my friend. I'm glad you finally, uh, after four years of me badgering you, you finally uh, decided finally to give it a, to give it a go. It's really brought some youth and excitement into your life. 
I needed it. Imagine how much it, it, people don't realize how much of a Murtaugh you were before we started doing this. Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> I am getting too old for this shit. All right. On that note, Drew, as always, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out. Talking about anything that makes you get loud.